Yo, what's up? Before we get started here today, I just want to make sure that you are aware of JimmyPodcastWorld.com. That is JimmyPodcastWorld.com. In JimmyPodcastWorld.com, you can check out a lot of things. We have merchandise there that we have stuff for sale. Help support the program that way. What other ways can you help support the program? Are you an Amazon a buyer? I know you are. Are you an Amazon Prime person? If not, you should be. And if you are, great. One thing you can do to help support this program is click that Amazon banner. When you click that Amazon banner and you go through there, they kick a couple pennies our way. Um, I can't tell you how crucial uh, Amazon Prime has been for me personally and also as far as getting this podcast up and running. So please check out Amazon Prime or please be an Amazon Prime member, Amazon.com. Uh, uh, click our banner to help us out. A lot of people ask how they can support the program. That's one of the ways. Another way that you can help support the program, if you're listening through this on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, all of those places have shareable links. Share that out. When you're listening to the podcast, click. it's usually the little three dots. Click the little three dots and share that out with everyone. Uh, on uh, JimmyPodcastWorld.com, we have pictures uh, of recent podcasts that we've done. You can click through those. Uh, we have a blog on there. Uh, we'll be updating that soon. We have a live Twitter feed on there as well. Uh, you'll be able to check out Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, as I mentioned, Facebook, um, all the social media accounts that I'm on. Twitch is on there as well. That's right. We're on Twitch, baby. Uh, check that out. Thank you for the love and support. Um, without further ado. Give me sports. Give me tacos. Give me the world. The Jimmy Podcast World. Ladies and gentlemen, and with that, we get started here today. Uh, welcome to Jimmy Podcast World. This is Jimmy. Uh, I just really quick want to give a round of applause to the UFC. MMA is back, baby. Uh, it's not often that a highly anticipated event lives up to that expectation. And it's even more rare when it surpasses that expectation. Now, could it have been that this event surpassed expectations because we have not seen a live sporting event? The NFL draft does not count. That we have not seen a live sporting event in quite a while. Could it be that everything else is about COVID-19 
yes to all of that? No to all of that? UFC 249 by far exceeded my expectations. From top to bottom, it was by far one of the best cards I've ever seen. To really quickly go over uh, what happened, um, bonuses that night were given out to uh, Tony Ferguson and Justin Gaethje for fight of the night. Uh, performance of the night was Justin Gaethje and Francis. People rushed to the hospital were Tony Ferguson and Price. That uh, Vicente Luque and Nico Price fight um, is, is amazing. Uh, we'll talk about all of that and some of the stuff I just kind of gave gave away hints at um this was probably the first UFC event since man I must have been either back in high school or just out of high school where it was just my dad and I watching the fights my wife watching, my daughter with us, my mom and sister were around. In a way, that was kind of special. Uh, that was that was that was that was pretty cool. Um, kind of watched the fights as as we started, just just the father son with family. Uh, enjoying. The, the pureness of just just MMA combat. I remember when I first started wa- or when my dad started watching the UFC, uh, he watched it way before way before it was cool. And it was very hard to watch. It wasn't regulated. Uh, it was very brutal. It's still very much a violent sport by nature, but it's definitely something that's been cleaned up. To anyone that has said that this UFC event shouldn't have happened, by far to me, very foolish. I wanted this to happen on the 18th. I wanted this to happen now. And I'm so glad that it did. I am... Very thankful to the UFC. I am appreciative of what they did. I'm, I am very grateful of the ESPN platform to have this on. The entire event was was weird. Um, Rogan and um, DC uh, both. Uh, commentating for this fight along with John Attic mention that mention that often and it was weird it was weird being able to hear every movement every punch every touch of the canvas every grapple everything was heard the corners were heard people around that were watching were heard and 
Greg Hardy even mentioned it as credited as uh, Greg Hardy was victorious in his fight. He credited to be able to hear, hear Rogan and DC talk about how he needed to change things. With a probably record for the UFC, even in its lowest point, it was nowhere near close to this. Zero fans in attendance. Everyone that showed up with the exception of Jack Ray Souza was clean. No COVID-19. Were allowed to fight. And days later... No word of them having COVID-19 from being there. I do take this pandemic seriously. But if one person is healthy and so is the other, and then they're tested, what are we doing? One of the weird things about uh, UFC 249 was that there was people around with masks. They were still wearing masks. And I didn't understand that. If you were tested, because you had to have been to be there, and you tested negative, what are we doing? Why are you, why are we wearing masks? If everyone has tested negative, I didn't understand that. That was kind of weird. Going through some of the fights um, and how they went, uh, going starting with Ryan Spann, he defeated Sam Alvey via split decision. Uh, the score was 29-28, 29-28, and 28-29. Bryce Mitchell defeated Charles Rosa. Via unanimous decision, 30-25, 30-25, and 30-24. I missed that, but it looks like there was an obvious winner in that. Vicente Luque versus uh, Nico Price. Wow. Um, I missed this fight uh, as it happened. And Jesus, I, I literally watched it minutes ago. Great fight. It was entertaining from end to end. And Vicente Luque defeated Nico Price via TKO in the third round. Carlos Esparza defeated uh, Michelle Watterson via split decision, 30-27, 29-28, I'm a huge fan of Michelle Watterson's. I don't know what she needs to break into the next level. I don't know if it's a changing camp, a uh, addition by subtraction in her camp, or a couple more additions total. But I'm a huge fan of her. I'm a huge fan for what she stands for and her belief and her desire to become a mother UFC champion. Alexia Olyanek versus Fabricio Werdum via split decision. 29-28, 29-28, Anthony Pettis defeats Donald Cerrone via unanimous decision. 29-28 for all three judges. 
and that's I think where we start because that's kind of that's uh where the pay per view really started. Um, there's a couple things about Donald Cerrone and Anthony Pettis. I'm a huge fan of both. I love to watch them fight. It's always exciting. You know that they put a camp together. You know that they're very well respected. And they aren't afraid of going there against anybody. But they both have been on the losing end on just some very, I don't want to say bad luck, but definitely some, if only one thing went their way, if only one thing went their way, just like Pettis had a Superman punch, if, if only one thing went their way, they would have been victorious in that fight. A couple of days ago, I talked about how I don't know what Anthony Pettis is to do. This wasn't a high-profile fight for either guy. This is kind of like... This is as good as it's going to get for you guys. That's it. I think that they were supposed to be the uh, main uh, main event for the prelims had it not been for Jacare Sosa. What to do with Calvary Cerrone? I'd like to know what his excuse was for this fight. At the moment, although I'm Overall, still a fan of Cowboy Cerrone's. I'm still a little bit iffy about his comments, man, about saying that he didn't show up that night and that's why he lost. He didn't feel like being there. Did he feel like being there for this fight? I'd like to know. I'd like for him to wink at the camera to let us know, oh, he wants to be here. And then not wink at the camera. Before the fight starts, to let us know, all right, cool. He didn't wink at the camera. I'm going to get up and go take a piss. Um, I like the fight. It was great. Um, what happens with Donald Cerrone going forward? I don't know. This is pretty much, I think, where he'll be. I think he's lost his opportunity at a championship fight. I don't see him coming. It, it, it would be a great story to tell. It would be a great topic on the podcast to be able to talk about Donald Cerrone fighting again in a high-profile championship fight. But just like he didn't show up in a high-profile fight against Conor McGregor and various other fighters where he's had a very important monumental fight and has lost and has proven that time and time again, I think this is Cowboy Cerrone's Sweet spot, and he lost in that sweet spot. They gave him a pitch he could handle and struck out. Now, what happens with Anthony Pettis? I don't know. As I was mentioning just a second ago, I mentioned on a podcast, pre-show podcast with 249, 
Would he go to Bellator? I'd I'd love to see him there. Um, would it Would it be something where we can? Could he be a champion again? I'll tell you what. It, it would be it would be tough. It'd be another story to tell. I root for these guys. I just don't know. As I mentioned earlier, um, and kind of gave that away, Greg Hardy defeated Jorgen DeCastro of your unanimous decision, 30-27, all three rounds. I don't know if it was 30-27 or if it was all three rounds, but one of the things that that I, uh, that I uh, had mentioned was the arena was empty. You could hear everything. So, what did Greg Hardy say to Joe Rogan? I heard you guys out there. So, I, I changed things up. He was getting blasted in the knee. Blasted in the knee. And he, he switched it up a little bit. And was able to pull off a fight that was more at his level. And he continues to show improvement. Now, let me tell you one thing about Greg Hardy. For those of you that don't know him, Greg Hardy is a former Dallas Cowboy. Greg Hardy is a former uh, uh, pro bowler in the NFL. Uh, Greg Hardy is a former Carolina Panther Wreaked havoc on the football field. Why at a young-ish age is he doing UFC and maybe too late to turn it into a great career? Outside chance at a good career. More than likely a mediocre career because of his time spent in the UFC and in MMA and his age. Greg Hardy got in trouble for domestic violence with his girlfriend. And that's what got him suspended from the NFL. And ultimately, you know, he was on his way out. I'm not here to give my opinion, my personal feelings. On Greg Hardy or on these fighters or on these athletes or whatever it is that I'm that I'm here shoving this mic in my face. I'm here to talk about the fight, the fighter, his skill. Well, this is very therapeutic for me to talk about this stuff and do this podcast thing. You're not my therapist. I'm not here to tell you my feelings. I'm here to tell you what happened, what I saw, how it went down. I like Greg Hardy, the fighter. He's continuing to show improvement. He's continuing to show dedication. He's becoming a really fun fight. And for those of you questioning why Greg Hardy is in the pay-per-view, Look, man, there's Vicente Luque and Eagle Price. Should have been in the pay-per-view? Yeah, should have. 
over Greg Hardy, had it been that fight that way, maybe. But just name and draw alone moving the needle? Nah. It's all about superstars. It's why I'm in favor of player safety in every sport. Why I think the NFL should look at being more safer than it already is. Because you don't want to watch your team's backup. You don't even want to watch your opponent's backup. You ready for Patriots football? I sure the hell am not. My Niner faithful gang gang. Bang, bang, Niner gang, or whatever the hell you guys say. All gas, no brakes, or whatever the stupid thing they chant in the audience. No, you don't want to watch whoever the hell's backing up Garoppolo. Whoever's backing up if it's Garoppolo, no. I don't want to watch that. You want to watch a movie with... Whoever the great actor is, whoever the great director is, and then the day you show up to watch the movie, they're like, hey, you know what? Uh, they had a quick change. They did a quick edit, and they inserted a new director, and the movie changed, or the, the lead actor's gone. They just got some random dude to, to back him up and do the movie instead. You wouldn't enter into the movie theater because you want to watch stars. You want to watch skill. You want to watch athletic ability. That's Greg Hardy. And maybe not, not maybe, for sure, definitely not the most technically sound MMA fighter. But you still want to watch Greg Hardy. Is there a reason why Brock Lesnar is one of the top selling pay-per-views for the UFC? Like three of his fights or something like that? I, 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 I seriously doubt it. Uh, so, so good on, on, on Cal, uh, Calvin, on Greg Hardy, uh, for winning that fight. I, I, man, I, I, dude, I don't think you'll be a UFC champion. Um, I would say that to you in front of me respectfully, but no one thing, dude. As so long as you're putting in this, this type of work, this type of dedication, taking fights on short notices and so on. Man, I'm really looking forward to your fights. And yeah, what a story would you would be if you won the UFC championship. I just, at the heavyweight or light heavyweight division, I don't think he would make light heavyweight. But at the heavyweight division, I just don't see that, man. Not Especially not with the, uh, the potential of John Jones in the near future going to uh, to heavyweight. Calvin Cutter, Cater, Tar, gotta learn how to say his name. I apologize, Calvin. Defeated Jeremy Stevens via KO in the second round. Jeremy Stevens, another guy that needs to figure it out. Figure it out. How? Uh, not sure. Figure it out. Maybe a change of camp, a, a, a tweak or two. 
Something along the lines of what Justin Gaethje did. Something along the lines of that. Justin Gaethje has done minor tweaks to to his to his fighting style. He's still brawling, but he's being smarter about brawling. And I'll jump into that just a real quick. One of the rounds in Justin Gaethje versus Tony Ferguson. If you heard Justin Gaethje's corner, they had said for Justin to take 10% off those power punches because he was wearing himself out. There was a part there in the second or third round where he gassed out just a little bit. He was huffing and puffing just a little bit. And I think Jeremy Stevens is in need of something like that. Or else I would put him in that Donald Cerrone class. Won't be a champion. Would be a, you know, intro card to a pay-per-view. Maybe main event, the prelims. But there's nothing but love for Jeremy Stevens. He's the hardest 155-pounder in the world. Quote-unquote. Now, I don't know how you feel about uh, being um, being an MMA fan. I like to pretend I'm a purist, that I love good fashion MMA. But... President Ganu versus Jarzino Rosenstruck, Rosenstrike. That's another one. And actually, that's one that's maybe up for debate. Um, ended extremely quickly. Funny story. I was, um, I ordered the fight here, was watching it with my dad. But, um, I was also on a Zoom with some friends who were watching it as well. Uh, shout out to uh, MMA underscore fans. And I guess they were on a delay. Uh, they were on some sort of delay. Because um, I had sent a message to them saying it's over. But I said it was over when the match started. By the time they got that uh, message, about a half second later on their TV, Francis Ngannou had already knocked out uh, Rosenstruck. Now, what does that have to do with being an MMA purist or or loving a good uh, technical, technically sound fight? Not not a whole lot. This fight was over before it started. There was no sound. It, it ended by Francis Ngannou just wailing on Rosenstruck. It it ended in in a vicious way, uh, wild punches. I can see Francis becoming a UFC champion. I can see that. It would be really tough against the likes of 
Stipe Miocic, Daniel Cormier, a John Jones if he gets there. It would be really tough. I can see that happen, but not while he's keeping his chin up and throwing wild punches. Stipe, DC, John Jones would all take that to the ground like that. And that's really it for that fight. The smartest thing uh, Francis Ngannou can do from this point is actually lay low. What other fight? What other fight are you planning on taking at at heavyweight? It goes Stipe Miocic, the champion, Daniel Cormier. Cormier is waiting for Stipe. Stipe, his eye is good, not good. He's waiting for this. He's waiting for that. He doesn't have adequate training facilities because of COVID-19. He could take on Curtis Blade, Junior Dos Santos, Derek Lewis again, although I don't know if I want to see that. But why risk it? There's no need to do so. I would think it's time to lay low. Continue just soft training and lay low. That's probably more than I wanted to really talk about that fight. Uh, It was over as soon as it started. Um, I did not mean to spoil that for everyone that I was talking to. Um, My bad, but I had message, it's over as soon as the ref said, let's go. Uh, Really quick, if you're in the Monterey County or you're traveling through, you're in Salinas for whatever reason, maybe everything's back to normal and you're going to the Rodeo, you're on the air, air show, anything of that nature, you're here to visit your boy, uh, make sure to visit, uh, visit De La Rose Deli. Uh, it is a sandwich shop here in Salinas. Uh, it is uh, uh, located off, you know, off of Abbott. Um, it is uh, a good sandwich shop. Uh, go in there, say hello, tell them Jimmy Podcast World sent you. Um, I've been there a couple of times myself, and uh, it is a really good sandwich. Uh, check them out. Shout out to them. Um, not getting paid for this. I just love their sandwiches. Uh, so shout out to shout out to them. They're at De La Rose Deli. Um, back to the fights here. Uh, so uh, Henry Cejudo, Dominic Cruz. That ended in the second round via KO. Henry Cejudo. You heard the sound bite earlier. And still, Henry Cejudo, Cejudo defeats the Bantamweight champion, or the Bantamweight, the greatest Bantamweight of all time, I should say. Uh, Henry Cejudo, the defending uh, and victorious champion. There was, I guess, some controversy here. Uh, you could hear Rogan, uh, mostly Rogan. You could hear him say uh, he thought this might have been early stoppage. Uh, 
Daniel Cormier was on that train for a quick hot second, and then he jumped off that once he saw the replay. I'm a huge fan of MMA. I am. Really concerned about fighter safety. The fact that my entertainment. And my benefit for doing stuff like this is a sport that. uh, Will naturally and automatically be violent. You hope for their safety. And I believe the UFC is definitely trying to make it as safe as possible. And the refs are there to make it as safe as possible. When you talk about early stoppage, it's got to be early. It's got to be way early. When you talk about, oh, that guy was robbed. The best example I have is um, John Jones versus Reyes, where people are saying Reyes was robbed. If it was a close fight, it cannot be considered a robbery. It cannot be considered that. If Dominic Cruz was on the ground receiving blows, was he trying to get back up? Was he in a defensive stand? He was getting punched. And you cannot say that had they kept going, he would have got himself out of that. Because the easy counterpoint to that is had they kept going, Henry Cejudo would have done more damage, would have tried to climb on him, would have tried to done something to, to hurt him more. That referee can go home, can go back to his family, knowing Dominic Cruz can go home, can go back to his family with whatever health he had. With suffering as minimal damage as he could, given that it was a KO in the second round. I don't think that was an early stoppage. What could could you waited a half second more, a full second? Oh, you should have waited a few more seconds. There is no definition of or no explanation that time would have made things better because time could have made things worse too. Was I would it would have been cool to see uh Dominic Cruz win again? Yeah, sure, it would have been. But he didn't. And I guess now he can challenge whoever is in line for for a fight because Henry Cejudo is is no longer a member of the of the UFC. I guess Dominic Cruz could fight Aljamain Sterling, but I think that it should be Peter Yan and Aljamain Sterling fighting for the championship. 
What am I talking about? Henny Cejudo announces a retirement right after winning that fight. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't buy it. I buy it just as much as Michael Jordan retiring to go play baseball. He'll be back. He might just chase money fights. He might even work on getting to a level of 145, maybe 155. We'll see. It is not the end for Henry Cejudo. I can guarantee that. Not the end for him. Um, Henry Cejudo, he still has plenty to give. Both in his cringy uh, humor, corny jokes, but overall, amazing, amazing fighter. One of the best the UFC's and more decorated the UFC has ever seen. So, I don't buy his retirement. It would be unfair for me to talk about the main event. It would be unfair for me to talk about the main event. Without first addressing that there it should be, at this point, zero conversations that Tony Ferguson should have waited for Habib. He should have. But the dude's a warrior. The dude takes on all comers. He lost in the fifth round, TKO, to Justin Gaethje. And the other thing to erase from our memory is the fact that Tony Ferguson made weight a few weeks back on April 17th for the April 18th fight. That had nothing to do with this loss. It had zero to do with this loss. In that octagon... We saw Justin Gaethje, a monster fight of the night performance bonuses. That is nine performance or fight of the night bonuses uh, in seven fights for Justin Gaethje per Dana White. I was telling my dad as we were watching it and after we watched that because we were both shocked and we continue to be not shocked in the manner that Ferguson lost. Not surprised by the loss. I was telling my dad that this wasn't the Justin Gaethje of old. Lost a couple fights because he was brawling and didn't move, didn't pick his fights within the fight. Wasn't told to bring it down 10%. He was on Saturday. He was told to bring it down 10%. He was moving. He was punching. His exchanges were great and violent. Each time he struck Tony, he hurt him. 
every single time he struck him. He hit him early, he hit him often, often. He did it when he wanted to. If he wanted to hit him, he just went ahead and did it. The fact that he dominated Tony Ferguson is insane for me to say on air. I will say that again. He dominated. And he flat out executed a great game plan against Tony Ferguson, who had zero answers. He had zero answers for that. Another thing to take to stop yourself from saying is, well, I guess he wouldn't have done that good against Tony or against Habib. In regards to Tony Ferguson, I don't know. If that fight was close to not happening after what happened leading up to April 18th, it it's 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 all but gone. The coffin is closed. There is no nail just yet. Justin Gaethje looked impressive. To me, the better question is, is what does the Gaethje look like against a Tony or uh, against a Habib Nurmagomedov? Can he beat him? A poll going out uh, almost alongside this podcast. How would Justin Gaethje fare against Habib? Victorious or would he be defeated? There's a Dustin Poirier there. Uh, God knows what's happening with uh, Conor McGregor. There's a uh, Dan Hooker in the wings. We'll see. Um, Still continue to be shocked in the fashion Tony Ferguson lost. Not surprised by a loss. Hats off to Justin Gaethje, man. What an animal. What a beast. Overall, a good night of fights on Saturday. Um... Still got a couple more podcasts coming your way. A review of uh, the last ESPN's The Last Dance, uh, episodes seven and eight. Um, we'll probably do a review of Money in the Bank, uh, WWE. Uh, getting a lot closer to that interview, that one-to-one interview with my mom. Uh, pretty excited about that. We're uh, just starting to talk about how we would present that. There's a couple things in studio that I have that are not being seen. This is actually a new camera that I'm working off of. Uh, there's uh, additional equipment that was purchased, uh, some some studio lights, additional cameras. Um, looking to make this a much better production going forward. Um, and a lot more uh, for you guys coming. Uh, thanks, you guys, for your support. Uh, please share this podcast out. Um Tell your friends, tell your relatives, uh, have a Zoom ca- uh, call with your uh, your abuelita and, and watch this. You guys will laugh. You guys will cry. Uh, you guys will, I don't know, take your shirts off and start making out or something. I really don't know. Uh, this uh, will not cure COVID-19. I don't want Trump saying that, Trump. 
Uh, but this will at least um, hopefully provide you some escape and entertainment. Uh, the least you can do, I guess, is uh, talk shit about my presentation of this stuff or something of that nature. Um, again, Jimmy Podcast World is where you can follow me. Uh, the website, jimmypodcastworld.com. Uh, at Jimmy Podcast World in most social media accounts, except for Snapchat and Twitter. Snapchat and tw- Twitter, you can find me at Jimmy Pod World. Uh, everything else, TikTok, uh, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you can find me on uh, Facebook, YouTube, Jimmy Podcast World is where you can find me at for that. Uh, all of this on my website. Uh, I, if you shop on Amazon, I know you do. And if you don't have Amazon Prime, you should. This isn't a paid thing. I wish it was. But the only way this is a paid thing is if you go to my website, top of the website, uh, there's a banner, uh, Amazon on there. You click that. You bookmark that. And every time you shop, Amazon might just throw a couple pennies our way. So go ahead and do that. Uh, live Twitter feed on there for you guys. Some pictures of the podcast. And um, I will be updating um, my blog soon. So thank you guys for joining. Peace. Give me sports. Give me tacos. Give me the world. The Jimmy Podcast World. Special thanks to Adam Levine.